Pickaxe. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 of our very special Baldur's Gate cast play D&D with High Rollers. I'm the Dungeon Master Mark Sherlock Humes and I'm joined once again by our wonderful cast of guests. Could we just get a quick reintroduction to who you are and who you're playing? Real rapid fire round. Go! Starting with Theo. My name is Theo Solomon and I'm playing Will Ravenguard, the Blade of Frontiers. Oi! Oi! My name is Samantha Bayout, and I'm playing Carlac, the Demon's Bane. Ooh. My name's Jennifer, and I am playing Shadowheart. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Deborah Wild, and I play Lazelle of Crash Clear. No introductions needed. <laughs> Damn. Hello, I'm, no, hello, I'm Neil Newborn, I'm playing Asarian, I'm wearing exactly the same clothes, I make no apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Tim Downey and I'm playing Gail Decarius, the Wizard of Waterdeep. Oh. Boz, uh, thank you very much for joining us once again as we continue and hopefully wrap up our little adventures uh, here in your second game of D&D for many of you. Some from, some, some of you are more experienced, but for some of you it's your second ever game. <laughs> Very exciting. We are also joined with, I'm just going to have a sticker head in because right. there's no intro for this one. <laughs> but we are also joined by another special friend. <laughs> <laughs> Like back to back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are you? Come in and say. I'm Amelia Tyler. I play the uh, narrator of Baldur's Gate 3. You will see Amelia later, but just not right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, you've got, go back to your chair. Go, go back to your, your, your stalking chair. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> let me give you a little recap on what happened in our last episode. Mm. Uh, you are all traveling. You were all traveling through the wilds of the Sword Coast. You had made camp, and when you awoke in the morning, your companion and the sort of one that you know your destiny is connected to, these, these mind flare tadpoles connecting your minds and somehow being prevented from transmor uh, transmorphing and ceremorphosis, uh, Tav, this champion, this warrior that you've been traveling with, or mage, um, was afflicted by some strange spell that was overtaking their body um, and you knew uh, thanks to some detective arcane detective work from Gale you detected that it was coming from very very far away it was very rare and powerful magic and then you were suddenly attacked by these strange uh, spirits and and glass knights and, and strange amalgamations like experiment experiments gone wrong um, you managed to fight them off and with a little aid from Elminster uh, you learned a bit more that the source of this magic this spell was coming from a place called Athcatla, a city in the nation of Arm, far to the south. Uh, Elminster teleported you to the city of Ar to the city of Athcatla, and then you have arrived and split off in a various number of ways to try and locate the source of this magic, put a stop to it, save Tav, and then return to Baldur's Gate to complete your destiny. Um, as we know, because we're all playing the game, we all know where it's going to go eventually. Everybody you, have to, you have to get back. Everyone dies. Um, just as a little point of warning. There may be some minor spoilers for things that happen in Baldur's Gate 3, especially in Act 1, uh, especially with the, the various characters and things like that, um, but hopefully not too much, uh, so we can jump right into that as well. Um, and that, my friends, is where we're actually going to pick straight back up. Uh, no big fancy intro this time, because we are uh, going to pick up 
with some of the cast after you've split off. I believe we have. Gale and Will uh, had sort of done a little bit of research, cast some spells to try and track down this source of magic, maybe learning about the kind of powers that are in play here in the city and where they may be able to help you. Uh, still in the city gates district, um, but Will, uh, but uh, Gale, sorry, had snuck off to do some sneaky arcane magic, which is <laughs> very naughty in this city. Oh. Um, we then have um, Asterion and Karlak having headed to the docks, uh, perhaps pursuing some illegal, allegedly, con allegedly illegal. nefarious <laughs> contacts uh, to maybe try and inquire what they may know. Um, and then finally, the oddest gal pal date of all time, <laughs> uh, we had Lizelle and Shadowheart head to Joaquin's <laughs> Promenade, a trading market uh, where they've encountered the Adventurer's Mart, the weirdest and budget uh, adventuring <laughs> shop of the sort of uh, in Faerun. Uh, they've met the imp Bing Bong, um, and uh, they are they har harassed harassed a gnome um, into learning more about what was going on in the city, and ended up buying two tickets to a tourist attraction. Yes. Um, and we're, we did you guys last. We're going to come back to you guys in a little bit, uh, but I want to pick up with some of our other groups, especially Karlak and Asterian. Um, you guys make your way into the docks district of Afkatla. The docks are sealed off by large towering stone walls. You can see that they, the docks themselves slope all the way down with these kind of ramps and stairways that lead down onto the surface of uh, the coast. And you can see that the river flows out here as well. And it is immense. There are ships with huge masts, sailing ships everywhere, a wooden jetty that kind of surrounds the southern portion of the city, really, like a huge chunk, this peninsula kind of sticks out um, and uh, drifts off into the sea. And you can see warehouses, you can see very fancy, uh, rich, uh, upper-class housing here. You can see taverns, you can see entertainment uh, establishments, shall we call them, gambling dens, brothels, that sort of thing. Uh, gentle Persons Club. Gentle Persons Club. Um, you can see traders, and it's very bustling. It's packed with people, um, and when you guys arrive, you encounter a site which I think the two of you would probably be somewhat familiar with, having grown up as a sort of street urchin in Baldur's Gate, I believe, Carlang, and then Asterian having lived in a bustling city and knowing the right types of people. Um, when you arrive, uh, you witness, you are witness to a chase currently taking place. Uh, you see, dressed in a sort of uh, purple hood, um, kind of wrapped around a very rant, like kind of homemade, maybe like knitted, mm -hmm. um, a dwarven girl. She's maybe about 14, but you can see the stocky frame of a dwarf, big curly ginger hair, um, looks like it might be dyed, um, uh, kind of like spilling out around her, like uh, out of her cloak, uh, big thick boots, and she is quite expertly parkouring over some of these warehouses and buildings whilst a pair of out of breath uh, guards, like kind of like, you know, wearing breastplate and carrying yeah. halberds, are like yelling after her, there's a man and a woman, um, and they're chasing after tin pot kind of lid helms, like, stop girl, and like you won't get away with this this time and they're chasing after her and the dwarven girl is like hopping over things kind of assassin's creed style sliding um but as she kind of is about to reach near you guys and maybe looks like it makes a mistake uh a cobblestone in the street comes loose and she goes tumbling down um kind of rolling into this thing slams into a cart um and seems to be quite badly injured just a bad fall basically um and it looks like these guards might quickly catch up on her and she kind of looks around and she's like hey any help here please uh, and 
she's kind of like looking around to the bypasses like for anybody to help her but a lot of people are like like turning away like you know aiming not to help her so what do you what do you guys want to do anything or is this you trying yeah. to avoid attention i'm going to i feel like you and i've adventured long enough and we're similarish not similarish people but we're both city people yes so i'm going to sort of like look from what we're watching and sort of look at Karlak and just give a little knowing nod eyebrow raise because I've already discussed obviously we've, we've discussed what we're here to do what we're here to do and this looks like maybe An opportunity. Yeah. Mm. so we're going to sort of do that so we both know we're on the same page sure. Is there anything like a big basket or like a wicked bar or something like that? Oh, absolutely, there would be. Yeah, there's like, cool. uh, you can see that, like, you know, this is a docks after all. There's likely fishing boats and things like that. Okay. So there's like baskets full of like kind of oily, like uh, kind of almost like long eel like fish. Okay. Um, they're scattered around everywhere. There's also crates, but they're like nailed shut, but they look like they're full of like trade goods. So they'd be full of like, you know, pack and straw and stuff so like that. I want to quickly scan around and see if there's like an open something. Yeah, so that, that I'm going to yes, I'm sort of going to sort of point there, yeah, point yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. point there, yeah. and then what I'm going to do is, as, well, as we assume that we know what we're talking about, I'm going to walk past Karlak and the girl, mm. and and mindlessly sort of wander towards where the guards I know will be coming, mm -hmm. and just affect the the fop. Yeah. thing and just try and get in their way basically. Sure, sure, sure. No, yeah. physically, I mean. Okay, great. Yeah. So, uh, in that case, let's, and then Carl, what do you, in fact, actually, before actually we break any role. this one this time. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going, And it looks like there's a couple of choices, like if you wanted to... Tad or whatever. What's Tad? What's Tad? Yeah. You have seen this girl, like, Sarah's made these gestures. You've got a couple of options. If you want to find something to put her in, you can either basically empty out one of these wicker baskets full of these like oily kind of fish um or you could try and rip off the lid of one of these crates yeah, which you know yeah like yeah probably is gonna yeah. be totally doable I think right me and oil and child yeah and, and like you can see this you see this like dwarven <laughs> girl she's kind of got like this kind of like um lilac colored dress like big thick leather boots up to her thighs but like in, in like this big hood of like purple like knitted kind of like cloak looks almost like a rogue's hood if your grandma made it basically mm -hmm. um, and, she's got this big, and she's like limping it looks like she's twisted her ankle and she's like trying to like get away people um, moving away from her or, or people are just trying to ignore her. her she's trying to blend in okay. but like people are just like well we don't want to get into trouble Actually, basically if there's, if there's space and whilst you're doing your thing and i'm walking past just as i sort of walk past the girl is she looking towards where carla and i are yeah she's like kind of like she's like looking around and she's like and please I, I swear i didn't do anything wrong like she, uh, have, they're just after me for no reason and she's like limping around because i have thieves camp yeah. Which I think is a secret mm. sign. It is a secret sign language of thieves, yeah. And there's a lot of like cotton saying of like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, you'd say something like, Apples oh, and pears. Yeah. <laughs> Darling. So you fell down at the fish market means just like, yeah. oh, did your job go wrong and stuff Oh, look like at that. the weather. Looks like it's going to be overcast in a second. Or something like yeah. Whatever something like that. Yeah. But, but what I was going to do is see if I can catch her attention by using these counts, something sure. along those lines, by indicating to Karlak. That is an girl look at my she's friend. She's alright, go with yeah. her. Yeah, go with her, she's okay. okay. And then let her do what she wants. Alright, sure. So there's a couple of things in play here. The thieves can't, you don't need to make a roll for because yep. it's something you can just do. Yep. And I would say... Let me, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna make a little roll here. Because she's a dummy. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe Why are they all so stupid? <laughs> something else. What is your passive perception as a star? My passive perception is 13. 13. It's enough. Like, you see, she definitely clocks you, mm. um, and she thieves cans back to you just with hand signals, mm. almost like sign language. Yep. Um, she will thieves can back to you, like, I don't know you, but 
I don't have a choice. Uh, I'm gonna and like something like that. Like uh, I might do the parting. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she kind of like she scowls and right returns yeah, it to yeah. you, um, and she starts limping towards Karlak. Um, meanwhile, you're gonna try and like intercept these guys and kind of like distract them or Just like keep them in the way. I'm not gonna notice them because they're beneath me. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm this going is... to make sure that they accidentally get in my sure, way. Sure, sure, sure. Physically, I'll, I'll let you make a choice on this one, Neil, and yeah. then we'll come over to Karlak. You can either give me a deception check, yeah. which is like when you're trying to lie in deceit and things like that. Yeah. A performance check because you're playing the rule of a fop and you kind of want to play oh, into I it. I see that number. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, let's know. Like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, um, I would say <clears throat> maybe acrobatics, like you kind of try and bump into them without them realizing kind I'm of gonna thing. I'm going to try, I think I've got plus five in acrobatics. I want to try acrobatics. Sure. So this by... would be more like kind of almost like pretending to like drop your hanky and be like, yeah, oh, the last minute, yeah. And then boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or, or Pluck a flower, yeah, and, then and but trip them up at the exactly, same time. Yeah, I'd yeah. say, so, yeah, give me an acrobatics roll. Okay, thank you. Um, and I'll say that this is like these are <coughs> veteran guards. This isn't going to be super easy, but they're not the elite of the elite, so it's not going to be too tricky either. Can I add something? I mean, you tell me. Add a flavor. <laughs> I have a cantrip called Minor Illusion. Yes, which as uh, you are a high elf. As I'm a high elf. Thank you. I am. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just need a piece of fleece or like lint or something. Like that. Well, I'm, the way I always do it is that basically, like things like material commodities, they're good suggestions if you want to I, use I them. I like the idea that I have pocket lint. Yeah, like I little pocket lint. Kind of use that. Yeah, fluff, sure. That, little fluff. Yeah. I create a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for duration. Mm -hmm. The illusion then ends if you dismiss it as an action or cast a spell again. Mm -hmm. Creature uses action to examine the sound. They'll determine it is an illusion. Yeah, and successful intelligence check against rule DC will blah blah blah. Yeah. If the creature discerns the illusion for what it is, the illusion becomes faint. So I'm not, I don't want anything they want to touch or investigate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do an added thing. Mm -hmm. So before I get in their way, I'm going to create illusion of a bird, like a pigeon, mm -hmm. just going <laughs> and flapping straight through them, like almost okay. like about to hit them, yeah. but then like ducking, or a seagull. Seagull. Seagull going <laughs> about, I'd and say, then yeah, I get in away. Yeah, if that can give me some kind of bonus. And they will do that. Seagulls will come for you like that. So I, I live in Bristol. I know what they're like. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I'd say like the minor illusion. You don't need to roll. You just create the illusion. It flies towards them. Um, give me this give name. acrobatics. Jim. Jim the seagull. <laughs> <laughs> flies in. Give me the acrobatics with advantage because these guys are going to try and duck out of the way, and I that's going to give you an easier chance cool. to try and knock. Alright, sure. so that is a 15 plus 5 This is an excellent uh, example of how to bullshit your DM, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Neil's giving you some masterclass. Natural 20 on bullshit. Oh, uh, wonderful. So it's a 15 plus 15. 5 is 20, mm -hmm. and the second one, just for shits and giggles, is 11, so dirty nice. 20. Yeah, so dirty 20. Um, perfect, yeah, you easily kind of bump into their way, you kind of trip one of them up. One of them, the woman kind of whips around almost to be like, What the f- Yes. What the fine weather we're having today, my lord. Is it? Yes, yes. Um, you do realise that these are um, the bullshit name I came up with, the, the label sure, I went. Sure, these sure, sure. These are such and such from Neverwinter, and they're almost irreplaceable. I, what are you doing? Oh, we're, running around like we're this. Chasing a thief. Uh, I don't see a thief, do you? And look around. Uh, they're going to look I'm around. Gonna finger my cross my fingers and look at Carla. Great, great <laughs> cinematic moment as the camera pans around yeah. for us to then jump to Carla. So, Carla, you see this kind of like, she like she makes some weird gestures towards uh, Asterion and then starts limping towards <laughs> you. And as she gets closer, she's like, 
uh, your fancy friend better be fucking right, and like, and just is like looking at you like, well, what's the plan, kind of thing. Um, so I'm what, gonna hide her in a crate. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you just like turn around and like, the back. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna tear this Let's thing do off. It. We got second. Great. Give me an <laughs> athletics check on this. Seventeen. Nice. Plus uh, uh, four. Plus four. Twenty-one. I think we did it. One-handed. <laughs> the nails go flying. Sorry. Um, but you rip this thing off. She like checks, and it's big enough for her to fit in. And it doesn't look like it looks like maybe it's like transporting some like soft something soft like silks and things. So she just does no hesitation, jumps in it, and then Can you I put slam. the lid on and sit on it. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> can. Just strike a casual pose, just voguing. Um, and then we see so it's not comfortable. So you do another one, yeah. another one, and finally you settle for this. And then we see exactly that as the guards look over. They're like, "What? What?" And they're like scanning around, like, "No, she was right. That she was right here." Uh, and then the other one's just like, "Come on, she must have disappeared into the crowd." I'm so sorry, Morla. We are in a pursuit. Uh, do we have? Give me your name and number. Hang on a second. Oh, I'm oh. done with you yet? All right, very good, sir. Name and number. They pull out like these little tin badges they have. As like, they do little... that, I'm going to go and then come back in. Sure. Yes? Yeah, and they give you these little tin badges with numbers, and they tell you their names. I'm gonna take out some, and I'm, I'm pretending I have a pencil. Yes, I'm taking this down. Well then, now look sharp here. I'm gonna keep them waiting until I finish my sharp. Yes, yes, my lord. And don't do it again. Very good, sir. Otherwise, it'll be your ass. It, absolutely, sir. Especially you. We wouldn't want to sit opposite you. No, absolutely not, sir. Get out of here, fuck off. Alright, thank you. <laughs> I scamper off. I'm going to start whistling as I walk back to Carla. Nice. Nice. Um, we're going to jump back to you guys. I'm going to jump around the table yep. so we can kind of see a bunch of people. Uh, Will and Gail. Mm. You guys finish You finish reading your book, Volo's Guide to uh, Athcatla. Mm-hmm. Um, Gail emerges from the shady alley that he disappeared into. Um, been doing some- Never mind. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Badass. Yeah, and, uh, and, and yeah, do you guys want to head somewhere? So with Gail's Detect Magic, you don't get any sense of this like foul magic yet, but you know you've got about yeah. 10 minutes of concentration, mm-hmm. but it, it's only 30 feet range, so it's not a huge radius. Yeah. Um, so whereabouts, what do you guys think you want to do next? Will, where have you read that might be useful to go to that this lot aren't there already. Something like that. I want to head... Or put those words together in the correct order. (laughs) It's been a long day. You should be fine. We're still doing this ten minute thing. It's it's quite tiring. Looking at our map, I believe we should head to the Called Wizards. Sounds good. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's do that. But we need to find out how to get there, so... Yeah, well, in the book it would tell you that the Cal Wizards are stationed in the government district of Athcatla. That means you have to cross the bridge, but it's on the other side. It's in, like, the rich of the upper city, they call it. It's, okay. like, the rich part of the city. Um, and, yeah, you can just pass the bridge um, and head, head that way. If you I'm going to head that way, yeah. The Cal the Cald Wizards. Um, perfect. You guys uh, begin making your way there. You pass through the river district and, and head onto the bridge. Uh, as you reach the bridge's gates, uh, you can see that there are these rows of uh, soldiers wearing right and red, uh, red and white heraldry, um, and they've got halberds. And they're kind of lined up, and there is a like they kind of stop you and just say like, "Toll for the bridge, two silver, two silver per person." Kind of like you know, you 
pay a little toll or you see that other traders and that are doing it, you're let out onto the bridge. I'm not gonna make you mark off two silver, you've got plenty of money. You guys make your way down and you can see that on the bridge, think of like the Ponte Vecchio, it's this kind of beautiful like long bridge, but it's huge. There's even this enormous temple um, and you see this has this golden sphere for the top of it, like a dome. And there is the statue around sort of like like lounging on the dome, kind of propped up against it is this beautiful female figure with this flowing hair. And although it's been made of gold, the gold has been mixed with something to make her hair bright red, like this kind of fiery red that's catching the sunlight as it hits. And the temple is made of white stone and it spills down. And you can see this uh, emblem of a woman's very fine feminine face with this red hair spilling around it. It's like on the front of the temple. And there seems to be some sort of gathering outside. Um, you can see dozens of kind of merchants and upper class uh, looking citizens, lower class looking citizens, as you see what appears to be sort of like an impromptu fashion show is being taken place. And you can see people going into the temple. There's like little stations, like stone, almost like a kind of like a, uh, you get the fountain for the holy water in a church, but these are like little makeup stations and they have like attendants like doing people's makeup and hair for free off the street. People come in, they get a haircut, they get their face washed, they get their makeup done. Um, they get like, you know, but there's baths it looks like further in and things like that. And yeah, it seems to be some sort of temple of beauty uh, as you go to pass it. Uh, can you tell me both your passive perception scores? So at the very bottom of your sheet, I believe, it should say just oh, above. Oh yeah, uh, 10. 10 for Gail. Okay. 10 for me as well. 10 for you guys as well. Perfect. This is gonna be good. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> in fact, I'll roll this in front of you guys. Good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you guys pass the Bridge Street. You see that this festival um, is called something. It's called uh, the uh, Day of the Adoring Eye. You begin to overhear people talking about it, like, "Oh, Happy Day of the Adoring Eye to you!" Uh, blah blah blah. You see an attendant's like come up to you, a very beautiful elven woman, long blonde hair, perfectly straight, in this kind of like chiffon style robe, and she says, "Suni's blessing upon you, gentlemen. May I interest you in haircut?" or uh, some cosmetics or anything from the temple. Today's service is free uh, as a celebration of the adoring eye. Uh, or is there anything else that Lady Firehair can help you with today? Uh, we are looking to speak to the called wizards. And she see her face sort of blanches. Oh my, um, well, the, the cowled wizards are up in the government district, but um, I'm afraid that they've, there's been rumors throughout the city that they are not accepting visitors and they're not seeing uh, people with questions. There is apparently some important business that they've been dealing with, I'm afraid. Um, is it important or? It's very important. And I do have some money on hand if you could potentially give me any more information about oh, what they're right. discussing. Straight to the throne. I love, love, love the energy. <laughs> or we could either maybe use some magic. <laughs> or even better. Just because I just thought this is going to be fine. Yeah, go on. So either we could do either charm 
said person. Look how many cards he's got in front of me. <laughs> so many cards. I, know. He's, 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 I think Tim is just like, yeah. I've got all these cards, and I want you to do this. Yeah. Um, still got magic going on around. Still, um, I guess I'm not sensing anything. Still. So yeah, I'd say with your detect with magic, you're not picking up on that foul kind of like the same essence yeah. you saw around Tav. What am I but this, getting anything? Yeah, you are getting. We should hope so. This this elven woman in front of you and the temple behind. The temple radiates enchantment magic. You can tell that at a glance. There are there are many different types of magic going on in this temple. But the woman in front of you, there is a mixture of illusion magic, enchantment magic, um, all about her person. Um, you aren't quite sure of the effect of it, but this woman is radiating like these elements of magic to her. Um, and like you, you definitely notice, obviously it's me speaking, but this her voice is so melodic and soothing, and her appearance is flawless. Like she looks like you know, picture perfect out of a book. And um, you can see that most of the priests and priestesses, the men and the women, all have very similar, like just they look just wonderful, but also different shapes and sizes. Like, you know, this is uh, a very lots of different types of beauty and how beauty can be personified at this place. You know, different body shapes, different sizes, um, different genders, different styles, different fashions, but everyone just looks happy and they have that radiant glow about them, do you know? Um, so they radiate that. Sounds suspicious. And she's Sounds like, suspicious. Yeah, I mean, could be. Very could be. suspicious. Mm -hmm. Not overly trusting of this whole sure. situation Indeed. we find ourselves in. <laughs> so this, is Gail actively saying to Will, like, whoa, hold on a minute, as he's yeah. trying to bribe the lady? I think so. Okay. I think we just need to just pay well, heed. Just back. take a step. <laughs> okay. Just have a moment. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think anything is necessarily what we think it might be. I see. Oh, well, I must say as well that it is very generous, but you do not need to give us money. It, it, it's fine. We're happy to exchange information uh, freely. Mm. Uh, I'm afraid that I, I know very little about the situation with the Cal Wizards. It started uh, perhaps a week ago. Um, they began to close their doors. It, it was around the same time that there were reports of these kidnappings. Um, in fact, one of our own priests priests has uh, priestesses has gone missing uh, she was taken from the temple a few days ago uh, we've been petitioning the wizards and the guard to search for her but um, to no to no luck I'm afraid uh, you mentioned something about things not being right did I hear that correct sir oh, yes do you know what it's this it's this old hair and I hear <laughs> you're doing haircuts and a bit of you know uh, you can't spruce. possibly want to cut it. It's as glorious. It's the split ends. Oh, I just want <laughs> just a little bit off that, maybe a beard trim. You do your magic. Gail. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you advantage on this next roll because that's a good line. Um, can you, but I would like you to make a deception check for me, please. So Fantastic. this is, you are, yes, you are actively betraying your intentions and beliefs. So this is the deception skill check on your skills. Yep. What bonus do you have? <laughs> One. A plus one. So you're going to give advantage. You roll twice, take the highest. So that's 13. So that's 14. Uh, yeah, that's 14. 14. Uh, <laughs> I'm roll her insight and see if she picks up on that. Nope. Uh, in fact, she is totally taken in by Gail. You see that this elven woman looking at the hair, the kind of regal stance of the wizard, she's like, I would be personally happy to attend to any of your sort of needs or desires for today. Um, we could start with a rinse and get out of those dead ends oh, with perhaps, be... perhaps a facial scrub. That would be lovely. <laughs> Will's you know what else? My companion here, bear with, bear with. My companion here would really love to see me 
Oh yes, of course, of course. Thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> Come in, yeah, absolutely. The, the temple of Lady Sunni is more than welcome to have any travellers in it. And perhaps you could ask some of the others around. I, I will provide you what information I can, but um, yes, come with me and she'll sort of lead you in and she'll probably like gesture to many of the attendants, whomever you sort of, you know, want. Uh, they'll come in and it's literally like a haircut, the, you know, a shave if you want one, facial scrub, a little thing. And it's, it's this, it, and you, you see this is the goddess Sunni. She's the goddess of love and beauty. And this is just a service they provide the city. Like anybody can come in and get a haircut and get cleaned up, and that's part of her her ethos is that everyone deserves the chance to feel beautiful, basically. Um, and so this is really lovely we, thing. We did very well in coming this way. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder how the others are getting. Yeah, yeah. Neil, you've got the sense of it because we're going to then jump ahead to these guys as we leave. Gail and Will having battling popcorn monsters. So. Uh, Lazel and Shadowheart, you guys are traveling to the Adventures Mart and you have been sold uh, two tickets to the Ballspawn narrative experience, um, a living history event uh, of recreation and fun. Um, recreation and education, sorry. And is Bing Bong still attached? He, so I think that he's not whole, like hugging onto you anymore, Aww. but like he's holding your hand like a little <laughs> yeah. child. Yeah. Like he, and, and just as a point, I don't know if you've ever seen an imp, they look like a little red devil baby. Like he's like got like little tiny horns, he's kind of got like a big head, a little body, these little black wings, like little bat wings, little pudgy arms and legs, and he's just holding along. He does have like a little outfit, like it's kind of got like a little bow tie, like a greeter, like you might does get like a in a supermarket. Like, Hi, he doesn't have a name tag, but he does, he just has like a little bell on the hat. Like, <laughs> I've embellished Bing Bong since we took a small break. Um, <laughs> he's like holding your hand like this, and he's just sort of like, <laughs> and he's just quiet, and he's happily just going wherever you go. Great. Um, um, so, yeah, and it's a little family outing. Uh -huh. Shadowheart, do you release the imp? Why? I He's like not going him. to come on this adventure with a Shadowheart. We can barely manage the others, let alone an imp baby. He might be helpful. I'm keeping him, Lazel. Exactly, Bing Bong. Peak <laughs> <laughs> D and D. Um, you guys make your way in, and uh, the gnome behind the thing kind of points you in the direction. There's a little small alleyway, and it's like posters of these kind of like you know these images of this figure. Can't tell whether it's male or female, fighting against this horrible-looking demon kind of creature. Some various companions around their side, all the Ballspawn experience by Adventures Mart. Um, <laughs> you make your way down and it leads you into basically a room with a portal, like a kind of archway door with a magic portal in it. As you arrive, you hear a voice, um, and as you step up close to the portal, you hear a voice that says, you must gather your party before adventuring forth. <laughs> and then as you kind of all in position, the door is shut and the portal ignites and, and, and opens and you can step inside. So you guys step inside the portal? Oh, I suppose we should. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Might be useful. You step in. Um, and you uh, appear in a chamber. Um, it is full of kind of like metal catwalks above a dark chasm. And you can see that there are these hanging cages that would have been suspended in this room above the chasm itself. Um, you can also see as you arrive, you kind of move out of this archway um, into this 
kind of space next to you there are two of these cages with humanoid looking shapes in them um, but you very quickly especially Shadowheart with your perception because I believe your passive is 15 mm-hmm. passive perception you quickly realize they are not real people they are animatronics they're like clockwork people dressed and painted like skin colored wood um, and you see a um, an elven druidic woman in green with like white hair and a staff um, and she kind of looks very bored and robotically is kind of twisting around and then you see a big muscular man bald of head with like a purple streak over one eye um, and he's got a little tiny stuffed hamster like a little you know fake looking hamster in his hand and he's kind of like mm-hmm. and they appear to like you know be making noises but you you, you can't hear them from where you are um, the catwalk chamber moves down there looks like there's two side chambers like one that splits off to the side and one that carries on straight ahead of you so we can choose between going down you to- can go off to the side or you can carry straight on it looks like there's a corridor like a stone corridor that leads straight down there is like a little side room like it looks like there was once like a door it's been opened up and now contains like some sort of side chamber and then there are these two like clockwork automatons to the side of you that are thing and and bing bong is absolutely like wants to go and see the little automatons he's just like ah! he's like walking towards them <laughs> i'll go with bing bong you coming <laughs> Fine. <laughs> sure. Uh, you you approach them and you begin to hear uh, the sort of woman is like nature's servant awaits and just is turning around and you see a plaque uh, the hydroid Jahira uh, former companion of the Ballspawn kind of thing um, and it kind of turns to you and says. I am Jahira. I am one of the high... And basically goes into a speech about who they are. The next one along is, uh, Swords, not words! Go for the eyes! And just repeats these phrases over and over again. And you see a little plaque that says Minsk and Boo, former companions of the thing. And tells a little bit about their story, how they were captured by this mage called John Irenicus. They were kept here. Uh, the Ballspawn was a prisoner. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of story. And then Bing Bong's like, ah! Kind of like points at them and then sort of like, chats away. But then gets bored. He's like, yeah, looking around like, what next? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he just wanted to check out the cool, the uh, cool people. That, that's it. That was all. That was all. He, that's all he wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't think that this imp is by any means going to help you in any way. <laughs> I, 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 I don't mind. No, I don't, good, I'm, good. Not, I'm not. I'm just going where he's going. Going where he's going. I feel like we should take the the, the, the other the, part. Big, the main corridor. Yeah, let's yeah. go down yeah. the, down the main sure, corridor. Sure, sure. Yeah. You begin making your way down to the corridor, and it turns into like an L shape that turns off to the side. Um, it leads you through a chamber with an arcane like magic looking machine almost like a like a piece of like a generator like a power generator but with crystals and runes and sigils instead of mechanical parts um there is a uh there is illusions of lightning blasts like a piece of like a bolt of lightning bounces around the room it passes through you harmlessly like an illusion bing bong scared he's like "Ah!" and he like jumps up onto your back when he sees it coming um and then you make your way through into the next chamber which is almost like a cave and you see that there was once this large space where like one of these clockwork figures would have been but it's been torn to shreds and you now see that there is this kind of tattered remnants of a genie like figure and it's been ripped apart and there is a huge blood stain that drags off further down into this tourist attraction follow the blood stain Right? Always. <laughs> uh, the corridor leads out of this room, and uh, eventually you come to a crossroads. The blood stain drags down and goes off to the left, 
There is a chamber to the right and then a door uh, leading further to the north. Um, but as you get there, you see that the blood is clearly something was dragged this way. Um, it's almost leaving that streaked trail as you go down. Um, if you reach that crossroads and look into the chamber to your right, you can see the remnants of like a clay creature, like this big hulking. It would have been, you know, maybe like 10 feet tall. It would have filled the corridor and the chamber, and it too has been like ripped apart and like left scattered around the place. Uh, but the bloodstain goes off to the left instead. So it looks like something. Blood. Follow the blood. Blood. Do you follow the blood? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we leave Bing Bong finally, or must we take him with us? You see him, he's like licking the blood off the floor. He's like, ah. got the scent. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Reminds me of someone. All right. <laughs> now I start to have a bit more of an appreciation for this Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd come around. <laughs> if you guys are going to follow uh, this trail of blood, I'm going to have to pass it over to my narrator. Oh. To- her instincts were correct. <laughs> and you all died. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. No, I'm um, <laughs> Right. The trail of fresh blood is streaked across the floor and leads into this chamber. Dozens of glass vats and elongated tubes are set into strange casings and mechanisms around the room, metal railings enclosed around them at arm's length. Each vessel is filled with a bright blue and green liquid and contains malformed creatures and twisted puppets of old experiments suspended in the fluid. A plaque reads, Adventurers Mart Balspawn Experience, the Cloning Vats, below the largest of these disgusting displays. At the far end of the room, the trail of blood leads to a section of wall that has swung aside, revealing another passageway. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> the dun 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 is from there, like, craft that, you know. <laughs> Shadowheart, it seems there's something wrong here, something very wrong. Perhaps we should go down this secret passageway. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Lazel, you read my tadpole mind. <laughs> Uh, as you guys begin to descend further down into this thing, I'm going to jump back and sort of like bounce around and things like that for yeah, you guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I've got to somehow get you all back together. Karlak and Asterian. So you guys successfully kind of help this kind of girl escape, um, and you basically, after a few minutes, you hear like a. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh! oh yeah, we just got up. chatting <laughs> in real time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you kind of. Do you think the guards have guns? So can... Yeah. There are guards like around, but none of them are like they're like patrolling guards, not like, those two guards. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's like there's you could probably get her out <clears throat> safely in the crowd now that those two who are chasing her have gone. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like there are there there are always guards present. Like, there's never Nobody a part of seems to like no, 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 apart no. from those two. Let me yeah. ask okay. you. Okay. Shit. okay. Right, yeah. So I'm gonna open the yeah. crate. You just hear like she's kind of like lying on her back, like kind of like got her hands like over behind her head, and she's kind of got and she's just like, uh, she looks up at you like, well. Took your sweet time, but I'm real grateful for the uh, for the save there. And it's sort of, you know, didn't expect to. And she kind of uh, thieves cants back at you, Asterian, just sort of like a fellow uh, fellow shadow walker would probably be what she says. Like, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna clock that, but then I'm gonna do the sign of uh, to, you owe me. 
Okay. And I want an introduction. Okay. Um, she kind of like glances around. She looks at you and then she looks at like, you have no idea what we're doing, do you, sweetheart? Connected to him psychically. Oh, yep. that's handy. That's a real <laughs> nice trick. Um, okay. And she kind of like looks around and she says like, well, I figure out you at least an introduction. Like, what do you, what do you want? You want to meet the Shadow Thieves? Yes. <laughs> Why we start? Yeah, I'm going to look at Carl. Like, really? This is what we've, we have to work with. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not technically a shadow thief. Close the lid. But no, 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 wait, 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 wait. She's like, no, 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 wait. But I know, I know, I know one of them. I know, I know one of the council members. I know one of the heads in charge. She's real nice. She's re- she's the best. Name. Uh, well, her name's Imowen. Imowen. Have I heard of her because of Baldur's Gate? You definitely have heard of her. Okay. Right. Oh. Oh. She, she, Wait, she's, she's a friend of mine. Oh. I'm training to be a shadow thief just like her. Close the lid. So, Imowen, I think, might be something quite useful. However, you might be the best person to talk to her, kind of. Mm-hmm. This is sort of the whole me thing, you know? I don't know. They had a bit of a history <laughs> with uh, my kind. So, might be best if you put on your The big red tieflings on fire. Well, that's a good point. Okay, fuck it, we'll just do it together. (laughs) (laughs) You, you know, don't put me back in the box. I promise I can, I can get you a meeting with Emily, I promise, I promise. Now. Okay, okay, follow me. And she'll like climb out, and she'll be like, you really don't mess around, do you? Um, And she's like, I'm Lorana, by the way. Is is her neck a bit sore? Huh? Is she was doing this Yeah, way. like she kind of I like... She's got a limp neck. as well. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to feel a bit peckish. Okay, okay. Just FYI. Oh, okay. We could go via a tavern or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, she kind of... Because she's got this thick dwarven kind of like dyed ginger hands and she brushes it aside when she rubs yeah, it and that's when you glance yeah. like the okay. very pristine looking kind of neck. Mm. Um, Is she limping? She, yeah, she's got a sprained ankle so she would we still be limping help her and stuff like that. Move along Oh, you can't Actually, as, you, as we do that, I'm gonna look around. Is there anything like I could fashion into some rag m- other mitt thing, something that, <laughs> that, that doesn't <laughs> that fire gonna be so fire, but fire could, retardant. like an eel she can put on her hands, like mitts or something. Roll, like roll a d20 for me. Well, eels aren't necessarily I mean, flammable, they're oily and stuff, they're not yeah. that kind of oily. They you could put your hand in a giant eel, eel if you want, Carlac. Yeah. That's yeah, your yeah, choice. Um, <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> we, could get a, we could make a little splint or something for her. Let's get a stick. I mean, she she could get under arm, or she could lean on you. Oh. <laughs> Let's find a stick. I'll find yeah. a stick. Yeah, I mean she's like, and she's pretty capable. Like she's young. Like she'll limp, but like yeah, yeah with it's a quick take yeah, yeah. Twice yeah. As long. It'll take twice as long. Good, good point. Okay. Yeah, you guys can she's find that. Pain. No problem. That's right, not a big fine. deal. Yeah. Um, you guys find that for her. It just rips up. She's like, yeah. you probably get that crate that you already broke and just <laughs> snap a piece of it Here off. Go, like, there you go. Well, I guess that'll do. Yeah. Um, and she kind of little. She takes you to a nearby inn called the Five Flagons. Um, and she kind of leads you around. It's actually in the bridge district so she leads you onto the bridge she talks away past the toll guards mm-hmm. um, and leads you onto the bridge district okay. um, and she takes you in there and she goes up and you can see that like the the bodyguard who's this big like br- barrel chested orc like not a half orc like a full orc yep. and he's got these thick like kind of like dreadlocked hair tied back you can see that he's just rippling with muscles we're talking like proper like weightlifter like bodybuilder kind of build yep. um, and he's like on the front and he just like he like looks down at her and he's like oh Causing trouble again, little Rana, and she's just like, "No, I ain't doing that, Hank." And uh, she's like, "I'm here to, I'm here to meet, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing my friend." Um, and he just goes like, 
still can't believe a little squad like you was friends with him. Man. Uh, and he goes like, he goes like, like nods in, and he like looks at you two, and he just like, and I think like he clocks you both, and he kind of is giving you that kind of like, hey, don't cause trouble in here kind of thing. Like especially like probably to Karlak, like sizing up the size, but he still like looks at you, staring, and I think like kind of like peers at you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he kind of sizes you up, and you kind of think this guy actually maybe isn't the type to be taken in by the whole foppish thing. Like he, like he sees, uh, he like looks at your arm, and you can see he's looking at your hands. Okay, um, in in perfect, perfect orcish. Yeah, I'm going to say, <laughs> oh, my man, so you're the perceptive type, yes? <laughs> well, then you know that my friend and I are not to be trifled with. Ah. Mm. He just looks, and back in orcish, he says, "You are correct." But neither am I. Let's not cause trouble for each other, perhaps. Agreed. Okay. And he like nods. He's like terribly nice, actually. Yeah, like that's <laughs> wouldn't melt. Yeah. Nice. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's like she. He kind of like looks. He smiles back. His big kind of like big orc tooth and stuff like that. He kind of smiles back, and he's just like, yeah. He kind of nods. He's like, cool. And he like lets you in. Uh, and he probably looks he's at you, Carlac. Like, Use your charms. Try. <laughs> he probably would look at you, Carlac, and like get get the right uh, get the red fire beer. It's the best one. Appreciate it, mate. No problem. Uh, and he like lets you in. Uh, you guys, Lorana, uh, <laughs> the little dwarf girl, leads you in. Uh, she's she's like, okay, you two wait by the bar. I have to go let her. I ha- she has to check in. You know, I need. I can't just bring you up to see her right now. But you wait by the bar, and I'll go and let her know that you're here. Can I make an insight check to see whether she's actually doing that or she's yeah. fucking off? Because if she yeah. is, yeah. I want to keep an eye. Absolutely, on absolutely. Can make an insight check. So, no, so. no, you're doing it. Okay. Because I'm right. thinking about the pint. You are thinking. About <laughs> <laughs> you can see it just oh. big frothy. <laughs> mugs like people like handing them out Dreaming. they've even got like a little magic thing so which cools it like oh. ray of frost the beard so you so okay, starting, uh, I rolled a 19 plus 120 19 wow. I will tell you this Asterian you do think she's gonna do what she says mm-hmm. but there's definitely kind of like and you're a you're a rogue and you know you've got training in the kind of shadowy arts mm-hmm. this is very much a she's gonna let this person know you're here they're gonna scope you out and then they're gonna decide if they're gonna meet sure. with you. It's very much a kind of like a, this is like a heads up in case you're trouble. This is insight, so I guess it doesn't work in perception. I just always want to scan around the bar to see who is working amongst the- Oh, I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. Oh, like, fine. I'd say about a third of the clientele here are probably like- Definitely guild Shadow bars. thieves. Okay, yeah. that's like, fine. I'm just gonna clock exactly where they are around yeah, the bar. Yeah, for sure. Maybe stand a tiny bit closer to Carla. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and like, they're definitely, you, you would pick up, they've noticed you guys, they're kind of keeping yeah, yeah, but they're, sure, sure. They're, there's yeah, no nice. trouble. They're yeah, just camping yeah. in. Yeah. Um, after a few minutes, you, you enjoy a great beer, and the guy is just <laughs> the, the bartender. The bartender like hands it over, it is. Um, and uh, you know you wait for a little bit. Like they kind of take a long time to serve you, but when he does serve you, it's just like uh, on the house. Apparently, uh, we're welcoming travelers today. Yeah, and it's a big beer. It's like a big frosty pint, basically, nice. um, and a big tankard. Um, and uh, for you, he just turns around and says, "What can I, I figured this one. Uh, Henk Hank suggested the the red fire. So what would I? What can I get you? Oh, something full-bodied and red. <laughs> All right. He, because he has a bit of a thing. Yeah, he looks at you. He says, like, would Sir care for a special um, a special drink, a nighttime drink? I think Sir might. Mm. Does Sir have a preference for 
source where we might have sourced the the vintage from? Oh, something I don't know. Why don't you surprise me? What's what's the uh, daily special? Well, we have something. Uh, it is uh, ethically procured, shall we say, uh, from donators uh, who provide a, a very succulent human organic. Vintage. Is it, darling? Mm. Organic. All right. Takes the fun out of it, but sure, why not? I'll try anything <laughs> once. <laughs> uh, and he comes back with a suspiciously red-looking glass of wine. Yes, uh, <laughs> it says wine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, it's, <laughs> and there's something about that where you're like, why would they have this here? Yeah, I'm like already, already aware of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but eventually, you guys are yeah, like you. Uh, the Lorana comes down and says, like, okay, mm. boss, boss wants to say it. Okay. I don't know if there is a way of doing this. We can't. There's no way of testing to see whether or not there's it's pure wine, or if it's yeah. wine that's been altered. I don't know. If there's a way that we can do that. Is uh, as magic. in like drugs and things like that. You yeah. can make a medicine check, like oh, smelling okay. it and being okay. like, see if you can get so a poison. Like, actually, the way I'm going to do it is just go, just like a little bit like that. <laughs> just do like just take a, tip, like a little tip. Like, a little swatch that. <laughs> that. I heard it before I saw it. <laughs> I think we all heard it, like, for sure. Um, I'm, just, I'm just lapping yeah. a bit. Yeah, just you lap make, a little bit of it? Just to make sure, uh, it's a 14 plus my, what is it? You said medicine. Uh, I'd say medicine, That's yeah. 15. 15? Yeah. No, you think this is fine. There's no drugs or anything literally like just down, down No, no, do it like you did it before. Yeah. Oh. So I start lapping a That's going to be clipped and put on TikTok. <laughs> we have enough problems with all this. I know, I know. Yeah. So oh, I'm gonna, I'm you've gonna, got no hope. No, um, I'm going to keep it at the pretense sure. and daintily sit okay. and cool. Well, you guys are taken upstairs uh, and uh, Lorana leads you up into a room. Um, it's a very well appointed but not overly so it's like a comfortable room there's a big <laughs> desk with like books you can see a well-stocked library a fine four poster bed are there the, any other exits apart from the door we just came in uh none that you can see oh shit um but there is, is there uh, uh there are windows but they're boarded yes uh you can I've see that they're, they're closed and they're nailed they're like nailed shut and inside you see a young half elven woman, maybe in like her twenties, early like early twenties, mid twenties, um, purple cloak, kind of like the little dwarf girls, but this one is a proper made cloak, like really nicely made. Ginger hair, kind of cut a little short, and uh, yeah, she's just like working at the books, and she turns around and says, "Hey, well, you wanted to see me? You wanted an introduction to the Shadow Thieves, I hear." Good afternoon. You're invited. You're invited. Oh, good. I'm gonna step forward, sure, and say thank you. It's very civil. Um, should we cut to the chase, darling? I appreciate I appreciate business when it's straight straight to the point. I've got a lot to do, but uh, you two definitely spark some interest. Okay, so so out of character, what do mm. we want to talk about in terms? You're of... the one that knows the thieves. No, I know. Okay. What do you what do you think the best sort of cause for this? They know what's going on. Yeah, in it's this really town. fun out because the kidnapping thing we heard earlier. They're gonna know something. Then yeah. you've got the corruption. Maybe you've we got start like, the with that. Up yeah, yeah, sorts, yeah. So. Okay. All right. We'll start with that. Okay. okay. So we need some information. Uh, as one guild paid-up guild member <laughs> to another, um, the, we've been hearing about a lot of disappearances, but we also have a bit of a sticky problem. You see, one of our um, friend, work colleagues uh, has a particular <laughs> problem uh, with a certain very powerful and very ancient magic. We were assisted here, let's say, by another equally powerful magician. However, we are trying to uncover the source, which appears to be tethered in this city. 
That makes sense based on what's happening. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate directness. Uh, thanks for uh, giving me the details. I'll tell you this. If you're looking for some sort of magical source of power, and I mean, something's definitely going on in this city. We've got people going missing. Uh, a lot of the cowled wizards are currently out of action. We don't quite know what happened, but... About that. Mm. Is there somebody we could do this sort of count for cash? Speak to about what exactly is afflicting them. I mean, for sure. I'm, if you can find that out, I'd love to know. I'd, I'd happily pay for the information myself. All we know is that a few days ago, maybe a week or so, a number of them just collapsed, haven't woken up since. Um, but you're interested in this, helping this friend of yours, and we've got some business. Uh, recently, I had another old friend, shall we say. Uh, uh, they prefer to keep their name out of people's mouths, so let's call them Moonraiser. Uh, Moonraiser was doing a little job for me. They were trying to investigate the same thing you were. The kidnappings, the strange source of magic, the cow wizards. And I haven't heard from them in a few days, and that's not like them. Um, the last I knew, they said they had a lead down in Joaquin's Promenade. Apparently something to do with a shop, a trader there. Something that stands out. They said that they were going to investigate and send word back, but that was a few days ago, and I haven't heard from them. Um, and the name of this establishment? I, they didn't say. They just said it was... Uh, he. They are a little strange. They're not used to living in cities, so they uh, they just said it was a an odd place, is what they said. Alright. Um, apart well, from this, has any of your people been kidnapped? Yeah, one of them. A really good thief by the name of Morton. Uh, went missing a few days ago. I don't like him. He's a cruel, mean son of a bitch, but he's a good thief and he's loyal. But he went missing. He's one of the, and he's not the only one. We've had a bunch, but Morton well, was... And what are you doing about that? Trying to find them, but I got a bad history with some parts of this city, and so I've sent people out, but either they go missing or they don't find anything. So if you can send you down there and you can find... Moonraiser was my best shot. I mean, trust me, I put the best person for the job, but... Uh, it's not like them to just go missing like that. Seems we are objectives are aligned. Seems that we've been hired. So, with this in mind, uh, may <laughs> hired I... is a strong word. Maybe, uh, maybe mutually aligned. Strong words. So, <laughs> is the um, uh, is the uh, the guild concierge available? We find ourselves needing a <laughs> perhaps a little bit more of a robust uh, robust outfit for this evening soiree, so to speak. Mm. I mean, it, depending on what you're looking for, I can put you in contact with some suppliers, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, just to absentmindedly go chink with the, um, with the clink, clink, clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the coins in my hand. Mm -hmm. Clink, clink, clink. Uh, if it's equipment you're looking for, uh, I can point you in the right direction. Uh, if it's uh, bespoke you know, tailoring, shall we say. Uh, I know a few people in the city. Um, what do you think, darling? Something in uh, arms, perhaps? Yeah, perhaps, yeah. It's too up. Indeed. <laughs> yes. I don't do the sort of things. Do it, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll We're all talking about the same thing, we'll right? We're using different metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose our business here is concluded, and we should head off to um, Joaquin's whatever it is. Rest. Joaquin's Promenade. Promenade. That's where. Uh, that's where. That's where Moonraiser said they were heading, and that's the last time I heard from them. So, uh, there's other points of business. I mean, like I said, you're very interesting people, and. Uh, a group of six companions teleporting into the city gates and splitting off all around the city does get back to my ears. Whoops. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you say that out loud. <laughs> I think, and she looks over, and in the doorway, um, you see a human man, maybe in his like forties. He looks more like a, a carpenter. Um, he's even wearing kind of like a, an artisan's kind of gear. But he looks in, and he go, he like whistles, and he says, "Yeah, they're moving in on the Temple of Sunni. I think they're looking for their friends. Uh, they've been chasing them ever since uh, one of them got caught doing magic." Um, Oh, no. And you see Emma like, looks over to you. Emma looks over to you and is like, I think you better head to the Temple of Sunni just down the road. One of your friends is uh, about to get in a whole heap of trouble. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> you enjoy a most relaxing half <laughs> uh, Will and yeah. Gail, uh, you, it's no wonderful facial scrub, little maybe a little manicure as well, um, and you have a delightful time. You find out that the elven woman who's been sort of attending to you, Gail, uh, her name is uh, is uh, Sister Althea. Um, she's been like attending to you. She's a priestess of Sunni. Uh, <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it. I know. It's good. <laughs> There's so many stories like that in the city. Oh, yeah, from bad day. You should. Oh. We really should perhaps. Uh, would you like wine? Do I? <laughs> yes, please. Oh, we, we should. Go. I know a fantastic place up in the temple. Blah blah blah. And there's like this kind of thing. Will like? I mean, like, who would like Will? Like, you know, you, there's all these different priests and priestesses um, that you could go to. Like, you've been probably enjoying the same things. Or would Will basically excuse himself and be like, No, I want to try and like get a move on. Like, have you joined Gail in all yeah, of this? Yeah, I'm trying to make haste with Gail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, you're constantly <laughs> like, like, time. Actually, you're, like sat in the waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, come on, <laughs> In that case, as Gail is quite distracted at this point, can Will make a perception check for me? Yeah, sure. So this is D20 plus your perception skill. Okay. 12. 12. Plus you, plus zero. you notice, maybe, I think with a 12, you notice just a tad too late, but you do no notice there is a kerfuffle at the entrance to the temple as you hear a couple of priests just like, please, this is a holy day. We do not want any trouble. Uh, blah, blah, and you hear some things like, this yeah. is this is Cald Wizard's business. Out of our way, priest. Um, and you see the same uh, wizard in the green robes and the gold mask, the vermilion robes, sorry, and the gold mask, flanked by a couple of guards, uh, kind of step in. Uh, and they are like, fan out. Find that one. I detected his magic in the in the city gates, um, and you you see that he has like a crystal oh, ball, and he's like got a crystal ball, and almost like uh, he's like holding it up and like examining people, like almost like they're checking like an ID basically, oh, like okay. looking for someone's face, and you immediately know it's Gale. <laughs> like, yes, like, yes, you yes. catch a glimpse of just this fine cloth of brown hair, a flash of purple on like the little scrying ball. What's happened is I've had a shave, I've had a haircut, and my robes are being washed, and I'm wearing something else. And, that, and right now, that's the only thing that is keeping you from being discovered. Exactly. <laughs> You're like mid-shave, you've got the foam over here, so maybe it's like half it's done. <laughs> and you're like in the robe, your robes are hanging to the side, and they are like scanning and looking around. But you've got maybe like, maybe Gail's current situation has bought you a few seconds. What does Will do? I'm gonna say to Gail, Gail, mm. Gail. <laughs> Cucumber water. <laughs> we have to get out of here now. Really? Yes. <laughs> now. Okay. 
Yeah, you look over Gel as like Will's kind of gesturing. You're like, what's the big deal? And then you see this like force of the Wizard <laughs> making its way through examining, and your detect magic spell is going crazy. Like you can sense the immense magical power okay. of these people. But not right. the source of the spell. But not the source of the spell. No. <laughs> doesn't look like these cow whoever this cow wizard is doesn't look like they're involved. But it does look like they're on the hunt for you. Well, it's happened before. <laughs> um well, what are we gonna do? I can't help but imagine that Gail's robe is like one of those really silk kimonos. Like, oh, yeah. kind of wrapped up. It's like completely open at the front, it's way too short. Like, like hotel slippers. Can't <laughs> move very quickly. Yeah. Something's happening. So yeah, yeah. Is, there, is there no Oh, this place is like, there's almost like, you guys probably had like moved back in, like Gail's having this spa treatment, and there's like steam from like a Roman's bath back here, so there's like a little bit of like mist, there are people milling around, um, and there's definitely like, there's columns, you could try and sneak out of here, or you can try and distract these guys and buy Gail some time, um, there doesn't look like there's really any exits apart from like the big main exit, maybe there are like tucked away in the eaves and the sides, but you've not seen them, this mist is obscuring your vision a little bit as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, what, do, what would you like to do? I'm going to go and speak to them. The wizards. I'm going to speak to the wizards. Okay. They see you and they just okay. say like, do you have business, citizen? We're searching for someone. Um, I'm going to ask them, who are you searching for? Uh, a fugitive. They've been using arcane magic in the city and they show you the orb. We do not know their name, but this is what they look like. And he shows you, spins this orb, and it is a perfect, almost like image of Gale, like a headshot, like a kind of like, you know, an. Is uh, it like a catchphrase? Like, hi, I'm Gale. No, it doesn't have that, but yeah, it does have that kind of like gormless kind of like. <laughs> like somebody's printed it in 3D. And it shows you this. They look like this. Have you seen them? And I'm going to say, I saw that man. Running in that opposite direction. <laughs> okay, Classic. give me a deception skill check. Okay, a deception skill so this check. This is in your list of skills. So what are we rolling with? Um, deception. Wait, yeah, plus three. Plus three, oh, not bad. That's good. There's a wall up. Mm, 14, plus three. 17. 17. Nice. 17. Nice. Right. Well, I'm going to pose this with his insight to see if he can pick up that maybe there's something else going on here. Okay. That's a natural one. Hey! hey. He turns around, he looks at you and he's like, Cow wizards appreciate your support, and he like turns around. He's like, "Guards, that way!" Uh, <laughs> and they just gesture and thing, and they begin scanning around, like kind of like you know, running off in that direction. And you've definitely—they're probably going to realize pretty quick that he yeah. didn't go that way. But you've definitely bought yourself enough time to kind of get out of there, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so is that what you guys do? You want to kind of like you know book it immediately, or is Gale like you know? Is there anything else you want to do? I think I'm just going. What did I miss? <laughs> yeah, you're back in your room what? now. Putting my beautiful boots back on. <laughs> oh, they're clean, amazing. Maybe we should ask someone in there. So like, oh, well, that was close. Does this happen often? What's uh, been happening? What yeah. Sort of, well, you you really impressed Sister Alfair. You kind of she kind of got the charms for you with your role. So she'll look over to you and say, just like, unfortunately, yes, they are. They are quite oppressive of any arcane magic use. We have to be very careful. Luckily, the the, the, the churches are protected, but if you need a, a quiet escape, I, I could help you. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. Um, I, w I can weave a, a temporary enchantment to disguise you um, and then simply make your way out and head out, or I could uh, cause a distraction. Hmm. What do we do? We would... I think we should take the disguise. Let's do that. Let's take the disguise. 
Yes. Well, I can only perform it on one of you. Should I perform it on? Well, like, on do it on my good friend. Yeah, and she'll kind of like oh, she kind of looks over you and she'll weave her hand, and you actually see that Gale. It kind of retains your facial shape, but you become this uh, red-skinned tiefling with these like curved ram horns. Your outfit changes to be more like a mercenary soldier's kind of like chainmail with like a bandolier, like a big greatsword. As she weaves this illusion over the top of you, and there's this moment where you see like it takes a second for her to kind of align them over each other so that they perfectly match up so there's this kind of shimmer and then she concentrates and then the two lock in place and you can see she's concentrating gal this is a spell she has to maintain concentration on but she's like i will be able to keep this up uh, until just maybe the edges of the bridge district but uh, not too much further um and then she kind of like gestures to you but yeah it basically kind of looks like a tiefling gale but with longer hair and this kind of almost military mercenary looking uh, outfit kind of matches a bit more like what like you wear uh, will that kind of like you know the brigadine and stuff like that you kind of look like a pair of cell swords kind of thing okay. um it's a good look <laughs> very pleased <laughs> um, and yeah she gestures uh, like out to the temple and you can see that like uh, you know people are making their way out mm-hmm. right. well, I'm going to use this opportunity to escape and you just get out yeah. alright yeah you guys make your way out you begin looking you can see the cow wizards and their guard the cow wizards actually the cow wizard himself flies up into the air you see him levitate his robes kind of flapping as he takes like a bird's eye view and he's like scanning around looking around trying to see perhaps where you were trying to gesture or where like Gale might have gone um, as you guys leave it's at this point probably Karlak and Asterion if you guys were like going to run after and try and like get involved um, you guys enter in like exit the five flagons mm-hmm. and after a few moments you see Will and a weird tiefling guy that he's with, like some sort of other soldier. <laughs> so, um, are they like, if they're like running, we can like run alongside them and go, Hi, well, good you made it. Oh, thank God you got rid of Gale. Who's this? <laughs> 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 I have no idea. Where to next? Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> we, we've got a lead, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like running side by side. <laughs> unless there's anything you guys yeah. want to do. Like, cause... Kolak says, hey soldier. Who's your friend? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Yes, who's your friend? <laughs> yeah, very kind of Geralt of Rivia style armor and then these big kind of curved horns, like dark horn. Yeah, probably, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, very much uh, on both your street. Um, Gail, any reaction or just uh, sort of despair? I'm just going to keep my eyes on the ground. <laughs> just keep just keep moving. Hello, hello. Oh, shit. Oh, hang on, it sounds like Gail. It sounds like Amazing. Oh, shit. Oh, it's a good one. Okay, keep it. I recognize those boots. <laughs> yeah, that'd probably be it. Yeah, you get clued in on yeah. the boots, right? That's how, it, that's how the game gets given away. She didn't yeah, disguise his boots. So probably need to get out um, of here, right? To make this, yeah. because we've only got a little bit of time, I would love to basically jump ahead a little bit, and we're going to have the four of you sure eventually find the Adventures Mart, find yep. out about this thing, and as you reach the Adventures Mart, Gail, that is when your Detect Magic spell begin to hint the tent the the sort of like you begin to get the the, the slightest element of that unfoul that foul magic that sort of unnatural magic but only because you've detected it before you think if you hadn't examined tav so well when that spell was like on them you would not have picked up on this right. um you get like faint traces of it yeah. um and it leads you into uh the uh the adventurous mark ball spawn experience um which is where, we are. Which is where <laughs> you guys are and in fact we're going to jump back over to you guys now um just to kind of uh wrap up this first part you guys uh enter that passageway that secret door that you had found in the back of this cloning vat room uh and it leads you down uh it 
there's a stairway. Once you move down the passageway, there is this long spiraling stairway and the blood trails down it. Um, the blood eventually begins to kind of like, obviously whatever was being dragged, it has run out of blood or it becomes like more spattered and sort of like, you know, it's bleeding less profusely. Um, so it becomes less and less. Um, still enough for you to follow as a trail, but becomes less and less. And it looks like Bing Bong, like, like after tasting it, like can follow it like a like a like a like bloodhound. a like a bloodhound almost right. like kind of he's like told you he was useful puts his finger in it mm, big bong and then like that makes his way down it seems it seems like very thoughtfully kind of processing it you eventually emerge into a long stone corridor with magical crystals embedded into like the walls you hear strange arcane machinery that's behind the walls embedded into it this heat and vibrations of something thrumming nearby you also pick up shadow heart i think and uh Lazelle, what's your passive perceptions at the bottom of your sheet it's an 11 an 11 so you don't pick up on this but shadow heart does mm. you spy that a number of traps would have been set up in this corridor but they've been disabled somebody has come in and has already disabled several of these traps um you see like tripwires pressure plates um magical arcane wards that would have like probably you know tried to blast you with magic but it's all been disabled um and then eventually you come across uh, a crossroads in this kind of corridor um it splits off to the two side chambers um and then a path that leads to like where you can see this dungeon sort of collapses, like some sort of earthquake or something has dislodged the earth and broken it away. And then you see another section of the dungeon a bit further on. Um, but as you do, as you reach the crossroads, uh, you can see one of them has a door that has been ripped open. Like it looks like it's been burst open. Um, there is signs of combat because inside a room in this to the, the side of this corridor, you see a number of dead creatures. You see a number of demons, um, a few creatures called mephits, which are like elemental kind of like flying uh, conjured earth and magma and things like that, um, as well as one of those glass knights that you fought before. Mm -hmm. And it's all broken into pieces, but you recognize the face and the shield. Um, and inside this chamber, you see a lot of this arcane machinery, but you also see a kind of shimmering opaque dome. And it seems to have sprung up from a ward on the ground. And inside the dome is a very injured looking drow elf. So these are the kind of purple, dark purple skinned, white haired elf. Um, they appear to be wearing this kind of green cloak. They're kind of nursing their side. They look pretty badly beaten up. Um, they kind of look over to you as they kind of turn and you see a very handsome male drow elf with this kind of lavender, uh, lavender eyes and kind of dark purple skin. And he just looks over to you and he just sort of says, Perhaps uh, I have some rescuers to thank. Perhaps I beg your uh, assistance. And he kind of like looks out and speaks very softly and like very intensely as he looks at you. Um, but that point is where we're going to end <laughs> this first half of the episode. Wait, what? What? <laughs> the D&D nerd has triggered. Oh my god, the my character doesn't know this, but I know who the fuck that is. And with that, we're going to go to break and we'll see you in part two. Oh! <laughs> as we try and wrap up this little adventure. So we'll see you in a few minutes. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.